This week on The Magical Hacks, danger, danger, high voltage. When we touch, when we kiss. When we kiss. everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Magical Hacks, the Magic the Gathering podcast recapping your magical week that was October the 15th through the 21st of 2017. I'm Tom Casper, and with me today, as always, I'm Ray. And I'm Steven. And what a magical week it was. The national championships for America and a bunch of other countries happy this weekend. The new dual deck, Merfolk vs. Goblins, was spoiled. And we have a lot to talk about with the banned and restricted list update, so let's jump right into News. Nudes. Excuse me. <laughs> nudes. You got a, you got a nice steamy little pasta over there. Are you having some nudes? <laughs> Maybe. Not really. Close enough. <laughs> All right. First off, we have nationals for the Americas as well as a bunch of other countries, but mainly we need to talk about energy. The American top eight was actually really diverse. We had a blue-black control deck winning over everyone, three energy decks, one Mardu vehicles list, a blue-white approach list, an Abzan tokens list, and Saltai energy. So maybe it's not as diverse as I was saying. Let me retake that. <laughs> I mean, there's... I, I, thought it, I thought it was more diverse. For some reason, I kept thinking that I saw this list of decks and it was like... I, I could have sworn there was red in here somewhere, or that there's, it should be in here somewhere. Th- there's and, a Mardu Vehicles, I mean, there's, and there's red in the Tamir decks. So, and so there's yeah. what, three Tamir energy, and then everything and else Saltai is energy. Well, and, we have Saltai energy, too. Yeah, so definitely a common theme there. Half energy, half not. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's better than the Canadian Top 8, which was six energy decks and two other decks. So... <laughs> so Marty Vehicles is back, for one. Uh, really, what they're doing for their lists, I don't know if you guys have seen this yet. It's definitely a lot more uh, to the, low to the ground. Obviously, they don't have Gideon anymore, so they have to focus more on just going wide and getting the beats in with Toolcraft Exemplar and Veteran Motorist. They have PNLR, obviously, and Heart of Kirin. This is more vehicles than we've seen in a vehicles list in a long time. And they're also running four Inventor's Apprentice, which I'm I'm happy to to see because mm-hmm. i've been i've been waiting for that card to really really present itself competitively like yeah it's it's a curd ape curd ape has a, a tremendous pedigree and and so it was like i felt it was only a matter of time it took longer than i anticipated here we are mm-hmm. <laughs> uh noticeably absent is depala pilot exemplar which was in the early days a very key part of the mardu vehicles decks uh Instead, it looks like they're playing Hazareth the Fervent, mm-hmm. and to me that makes perfect sense because Hazareth's a lot harder to deal with in this format, and mm-hmm. although the card advantage from Depala is great, a 5-4 indestructible haste that you can just pitch cards to for damage seems better. Yeah, and I yeah. think because they're running more vehicles, it's less essential to have that option to dig for vehicles mm-hmm. because they can just, they'll just draw them. There's, there's more of them to go around, so... So, 
Abs and tokens as well. I know Steve brought this up, that tokens has sort of been in the shadows, at least on Magic Online, it's been showing up, and that it's finally making a splash at Nationals. It showed up in a couple of countries, at least in not only in the top eights, but in the top 32s. Steve, with this list, I know we started out sort of with the Abzan list, and that's what did well at Nationals in Richmond, but mm-hmm. we've also seen Sultai popping up lately. Sultai tokens? I know there's an Esper tokens list. Oh, I'm list sorry. That's, yeah, we, yeah, we've seen Esper pop up lately. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. So it seems like there's kind of a split between Esper and Abzan tokens, and really it just depends what kind of top end you want to splash for so like the esper tokens deck has gone more for uh the scarab god and that sort of route that i know they also play champion of wits and maybe a few other blue spells like counter spells out of the sideboard whereas abzan tokens has access to vraska the relic seeker which they play three of in the main board and then occasionally they might put some more green in their sideboard, but the the list that I pulled up right here actually doesn't play any other green, so. All right, uh, we need to talk about energy, and I'm, I'm thinking this, this has been something that's been a long time coming. Now that rotation has happened, mm-hmm. and we're seeing what the format is shaping out to be, it turns out that the old holdover of Teamer Energy and uh, decks like it are just sort of stomping the format. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that in the sense that there's not a way to fight Energy. Uh, obviously, these tokens lists are popping up because they go wider than Energy, and they're able to have a lot of incidental life gain mm-hmm. uh, inside of the deck. Like, the the fact that Anointer Priest helps just shore up so much life gain against the glory bringers of the deck and you know sweepers and everything else and it's just is energy too good for standard is is it something that we're going to be seeing until kaladesh finally rotates out of the format is it something that's going to have a stranglehold on the format is it something that we should be looking to uh i i don't know i don't want to say let's ban cards right away because it's obviously we're only about a month in if that but is this something we need to be worried about? Um, personally, I don't think so. Uh, it seems like these energy decks are... They're kind of like the Jund of this format right now. Whereas, like, all of the cards are... They're just a little bit above average. Um, every single one of them. Whereas, like... You've got Servant of the Conduit, which is a mana dork that can... Well, it, it's also a grizzly bear, so already it's a little bit above average. But also, when it enters, you get two energy, which, uh, as we all know, energy is the core of this deck. So being able to spend your energy in useful ways means that a grizzly bear that generates energy is more useful than an, a grizzly bear that doesn't. One thing that I look at in terms of, and this may be slightly off kilter, but when I look at an energy deck, I'm looking at a couple of lists, and it seems like the average number of cards that produce energy, Aether Hub on up, is somewhere in the area of 30. Like, you have half of your deck dedicated to making energy, which 
like, yes, is powerful because you're able to leverage this resource, but I feel that it severely limits your options outside of that energy core. And I'm looking at uh, Jerry Thompson's list, and the main deck has two Essence Scatter, two Magma Spray, and one Abrade. And my thinking is there are, you know, there's a potential where you might want more of those cards in your main deck because they are very flexible and respond to a variety of situations in this format. But you end up without any room because your deck is all energy cards. So part of it, I mean, yes, it's a very strong deck. Very, very strong. And part of me is just happy to see it survive even after the Aetherworks Marvel ban. Then other part of me is, yeah, a little bit frustrated that it's so, so bonkers still. But the fact that you you cut yourself off from so many of the cards available in the format, I mean, you compare to, you know, the power of Smuggler's Copter. You can run Smuggler's Copter in your deck and still one run whatever else you want. Like, barring a creatureless deck, Smuggler's Copter is good. So... That, so I'm, I'm thinking that there's probably not going to be any sort of ban necessary, just because the options that players who aren't playing energy get, I think, help compensate for energy's effect on the meta. Yeah, and I think I agree with that. Um, mostly because, like, even though Teamer Energy is a very strong deck, you can still beat it. Like, if you build a deck with a lot of fumigates and um for example like the most competitive deck right now that has i would consider a good matchup against teamer would be the abzan or esper tokens decks because they just they clog the board with tokens which make things like bristling hydra and long tusk cub pretty much useless because they just chump block for days. The weakness is against Glorybringer, but at that point you've got Fumigates and start to finish, which can take care of gl- Glorybringers, and then eventually you just rebuild faster than the Teamer deck and take them over. So there are ways to beat the deck. It's just the big reason that Teamer is what I consider the best deck in the format is because you can tune it to beat whatever you want. You can always cut the cards that are not as good in the, the certain format and then play the good the cards that are good, um, which is why I compare it to Jund, because Jund has all of the tools in Modern to beat whatever deck they want. They just they can't always prepare for everything, so when you take it to a, a bigger tournament they tune the deck to beat what they expect to fight against. Okay. Well, all this talk of bannings brings us to the banned and restricted update that happened on Tuesday. Uh, There were no changes, but the text that Wizards used was a bit suspect in the fact that they're talking about possibly looking at unbanning something in modern. They don't want to ban it before Pro Tour Rivals of Ixalan, which is the next modern Pro Tour. It's something we haven't had in a while. They don't want to shake up the format. They feel the format is pretty healthy, but they are definitely looking at unbanning something. That doesn't mean they're going to, but they're looking at it. So it's time to speculate even more. Steve, what do you think they'll unban in modern? Uh, Blood Prey Elf. 
it just seems like the least powerful of all the cards on the ban list. At 4 mana, you kind of need something a little more than a 3-2 with haste that cascades, but I can also see an argument to say that, like, the extra card you get off of it is a little strong, so I don't know. I, I just feel like in a, in a format like Modern, if you can manage to build a deck that survives until turn four to play a mediocre creature, like, you should be deserving of the reward to spend four mana on a 3-2 with haste that draws you a card and casts it. So does that also mean you feel that Jace the Mind Sculptor is safe in Modern? Um, four mana doesn't do anything until it comes down and hits the field, and even then you're probably dead or it won't really affect safe, the board? Like... Safe-ish. Safe, safe well, well, to unban or safe to, like, stay banned? Safe to unban. Uh... Do you think so it's possible Jace could get I, unbanned? I remember from, like, one of our earlier shows, we had talked about uh, cards that we would like to see unbanned, and mm -hmm. I, I specifically remember saying Jace the Mind Sculptor, and I believe my reasoning was because I wanted to play with it. Um, <laughs> I would like to mention that that does not mean that I believe it should get unbanned, um, though I think it would be fun for me uh <laughs> so i don't know i if it were up to me i would leave jace on the sidelines for this one i okay. i don't trust that to get unbanned i've heard too many pros saying it's way too good but uh what do i know we've also heard ray tell us how many times that it's too good it it's it's so very frustrating but <laughs> I, I do have a thought on what could get unbanned for modern. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I think, I don't know, it's risky because it could shift the format in some, in some very bad directions, but it does open the door to a bunch of other unbannings. And that card is Mental Misstep. Mental okay. Misstep has always been banned in modern. I don't think it was even legal during that first experimental modern pro tour before they committed to it and called it a sanctioned format. And it's just counter target spell with converted mana cost one, and it can cost as little as zero mana if you pay two life for the Phyrexian blue cost. And that could open the door to Deathrite Shaman getting unbanned because now there's a foil no. to it. You know, Glimpse of Nature, because there's a foil to it. Ponder and Preordain, Rite of Flame, Skull Clamp, Divining Top. Ray, Ray. <laughs> there's a lot of one-drops on the ban list, is what I'm saying. Like, Modern is a format of one and two drops. Like, they're the most important cards in the, in the format. And it's a card that allows you to interact more with the most important car cards in the format. And it can always be countered by itself. So... What's the problem? So, uh, I'm gonna let you have your fun and, uh, <laughs> keep talking this up, but I just want you to know, I disagree. <laughs> I, I completely disagree as well. <laughs> all right, all right. A any sort of talk of unbanning Deathrite Shaman is lunacy, in my opinion. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I 
I, uh, and Steve, I agree. you didn't play when Death Right Shaman was unbanned, right? Uh, when that it was is legal? correct. I, okay. I started, I actually started playing Magic when Return to Ravnica was the new set. Like, that, okay. my first FNM was after the Gate Crash pre-release. So, uh, I, like, I remember that format being, like, dominated by Jund and, mm-hmm. uh, what was it? Restoration Angel plus, uh, Thrag Tusk. So, like, but back then I hardly even knew what a top tier deck was so whenever i got beat by those things i was just like oh whatever he had better cards than me i i guess i i still have nightmares Uh, i mean that's exaggeration but i still (laughs) when when i think about that modern format and how it used to be it it makes me shiver the fact that Deathrite shaman went in literally every deck it could Mm -hmm. the fact Mm -hmm. that i played Deathrite shaman in my burn deck because it was a better Grim Lava Mancer than Grim Lava Mancer. It also ramped when I needed it to. It let mm-hmm. me play anything I wanted to. But it also allowed for turn three uh, Bloodbraid Elf into Liliana of the Veil. Yeah, that feels good. Yeah. De- Deathrite Shaman has, it, it cannot be unbanned. Right. In any sense. Right. or it, and it, It's already my, like, people in Legacy are already complaining about Deathrite Shaman. Right, right. So, and, and to clarify, yeah. my, my call is not that Deathrite Shaman should be unbanned. It's that Mental Misstep could be unbanned. And potentially, they could then consider some of the other CMC1 spells on the ban list. But in defense of Mental Misstep, I mean, do you ever lose because you happen to be tapped out when your opponent played the Heritage Druid that they were able to combo off with that turn? Do you ever lose because you were tapped out when your opponent dredged back their Dark Blast and turned the game around? Like, that that additional level of interaction with those key spells... Okay, I, I have to intervene for one second. Let's assume that I was allowed to play with Mental Misstep. Mm-hmm. That also means you're allowed to play with Mental Misstep. Right. So the likelihood that I have a Mental Misstep in my hand is the same as the likelihood that you have one in your hand. Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, the way the game plays out, if they let me resolve my one-drop spell that's going to take over the game, uh, then it doesn't make sense. Or there there would be a difference in, like, probabilities there. But, right. But, like, for all intents and purposes, the likelihood that I could counter your game-winning spell with a men- mental misstep is the same as you just having the backup mental misstep. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, so so it's totally fair is what you're saying. <laughs> so it's totally random is what I'm saying. It, it introduces variance to a game that people hate having variance in. And yet we only play it because there's variance. Yeah, Boom. it's a... Uh, tragic paradox <laughs> that we all lie to ourselves about yeah all right i'm i'm just i'm gonna run down the list i want a yes no or a maybe i don't want any explanation okay okay artifact lands no no nope. birthing pod <laughs> maybe yes no i i i don't want your opinion steve oh man <laughs> but i, but I, I, I want never a, got to play with that card i, I, I was about to and then i never got to I want a, do you think it will be unbanned, yes, no, or maybe? 
That's what I want out of you. I don't want your opinion. Maybe. No. Okay. Actually, no. Blazing Shoal. Dope. No. Chrome Mox. And Probably no. no. Fast Mana's too too good. Cloud Post. What did I just say? Dark Depths. <laughs> uh, no, not with Solemnity no. now. And the Blood Moon change. Uh, Death Rite Shaman. No. no. Dig Through Time. Yeah. No, not mm. happening. Dread Return. Wait, uh, I'm still thinking about Dig Through Time. I'm going to say maybe on that. I okay. guess I could see it. It is a hefty Dread place. Return. No. Maybe. No way. Maybe. Uh-uh. Can't see it. Can I just... Can I skip Ayavugan? Is that fair? Yeah, I think it's fair to skip yeah, it. Yeah, that was too recent. And Gitaxian Probe? Yeah, skip that. Yes. Okay, uh, Glimpse of Nature. No yeah. way. No, not happening. Uh, definitely not Golgari Grave Troll, because well, they just rebanned well, it. Well, you never know. They could... Well, they could, maybe. I mean, they could, they could just it. forget that they... Had I mean, it banned and tried to unban it and then reband it. They, they did just they could try again. Graveyard hate too. So I mean, yeah, uh, it's uh, not as good. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, Green Sun Zenith. No. Hypergenesis. I want to dream. I, I want to I, believe. I want to say that I don't know enough about this card. So like. Well, let's just go with no. Yeah. Uh, have you played against the Living End deck? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it plays the same as Living End, except they don't need to put the creatures in their yard first. So they can oh, just yeah. they can right. just drop Emrakul out of their hand. Uh, no big deal. Power Out, as foretold, Hypergenesis, I'll put Emrakul and Grizzlebrand into play. <laughs> you can put whatever dorks are in your hand into play, and yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's how that works. Uh, Jace the Mind Sculptor. Better than all... No, he's no. not happening. I don't see it. Mm-mm. Mental misstep. I, it's totally happening. Uh-uh. Ponder. Uh, no. no. Not unless mental misstep gets unbanned first. Preordain. Same story. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Punishing fire. You know, honestly. Maybe? Sure. Why not? When, when's the last time it really hurt anybody? That that seems before it got punishing banned, fire is, yeah. <laughs> maybe punishing if, fire maybe loam is just if, miserable to play against. Maybe yeah. if they banned uh, Grove of the Burn Willows, I can see that. Yeah, punishing fire. I think the main thing is that it takes a long time because you're really only netting one damage each time, well, and it's the, just the point miserable. though is you just kill all their creatures and then. At that point, you have so many more cards than your opponent that you you just win because yeah. you have more cards. I just I don't I don't know. Against I feel like modern has evolved to a point where two damage just doesn't kill enough creatures. Yeah, I would agree. Right of flame. No. No. Not unless mental misstep. No. <laughs> Second sunrise. Hmm. No. No. Oh, God. I That was the first deck I built for Modern. When Modern first became a format, I built Edne. Eggs disclaimer, no actual eggs. <laughs> and it took forever to combo out. Like, it took me so long to combo that I stopped having fun. 
And I'm a person who loves taking a long time to do nothing in Magic. Like, I have a whole... My Gitrog Monster Commander deck, that's all it does, is take a long time to accomplish nothing. Uh, and Second Sunrise bored me to tears. <laughs> Not happening. All right. Uh, seething Song. Nope. It's better than Ride of Flame in terms of fairness, but... I mean, it did kind of get banned out of nowhere. It was one of those cards that just ended up on the ban list because Wizards wanted to hit Storm, even though Storm was like a tier two and a half deck at the time. Uh, there was a period where Storm was pretty good. Oh, yeah. No, there there definitely was. And that was uh, before... I think it was before they banned Ponder in the form... Or no, the Ponder and Preordain have always been banned. What but was it that they banned? Storm is a good deck now. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I, the format needs <laughs> Seething Song. Why, why do we need it to be better? We don't. Um, I answered my own question. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> uh, top. Oh, yeah, this is fine. It's fine. Why I'll not? ban it. It's not like it maybe. takes a long time I'm, to do anything. I'm actually going to say maybe. No. I'm, Skull Clamp. Um, no. My top answer is actually a no, just to be clear. Uh, okay. Skull Clamp is also a no. Twin. Also a no? Probably. But no. At the yeah. same the, time. The, format sl- the format slowed down enough that uh, Splinter Twin would just wreck it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Like, I would be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. But uh, my personal mm-hmm. feeling is that it should not be unbanned. Right. I, I think my personal opinion about Twin is that I don't want to play against Grixis Twin now that Opt and Fatal Push are both in the format. Ooh. <laughs> Spicy. Because that, that does not seem fun to me at all. That seems like a deck it that will just wreck like everybody's face. It seems like fun to me because oh, I would sh- be playing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here, here's the next one that's high on pretty much everybody else's list. Stoneforge Mystic. Uh, but ban Batter Skull. Yeah. But, okay, I, I want to I bring this up, because is a 4-4 lifelink on 3 against most decks that have some sort of creature removal for 1 mana in their hand really effective enough? Like, sure, you tutor up the Batter Skull, but odds are your Stoneforge Mystic dies the turn you play it. Right, and you keep at which your point you're germ. up a card. Yeah, I, I, I'm inclined to say that Batter Skull is good enough that anything that makes it better makes it too good. So Stoneforge Mystic, I don't know. I personally, I love the card, so I'd be fine with seeing what people could do with it. But I know that they're just gonna Batter Skull. <laughs> So so I don't think it really adds anything to the format. Um, yeah, I, I am of the opinion that uh, Stoneforge Mystic is a threat that generates card advantage and also asks your opponent to answer too many things. Okay. Uh, let's skip Summer Bloom because that was a relatively recent ban. Mm-hmm. Uh, Treasure Cruise. It's, yeah, not happening. Mm-hmm. Ancestral yeah, Modern not. is too good. Dig through time, maybe, but treasure cruise, yeah. no. I don't think we need to ask about GTA. I, th- I think that's a definite <laughs> no from pretty much everybody who's ever I played don't know. modern. I think yeah. I, I mean, would benefit from playing with it. I think it would be fine <laughs> if they unbanned Stoneforge Mystic at the same time. 
Yeah. I'm going to say maybe, but only Jeez. if they unban Stoneforge Mystic. Yeah. And Mental Misstep. Well, this was yeah. a train wreck. <laughs> All right, mo- moving on from the ban list. Uh, Dual Decks Merfolk versus Goblins was accidentally spoiled on the French Wizards site. Uh, we now know what's in the deck lists. We now know neither deck has Aetherfile. Good. Blue, blue. We also know that both of the decks, although they have reprints of certain lords and each of the rares only gets a singleton copy, like most dual decks do, uh, we don't have Lord of Atlantis. Why? And we do not have... uh, Is it Goblin King? Is that the one I'm looking for? Uh, Goblin King was the classic one, but it's it's not super expensive. I mean, it, it was the the classic uh well what what i'm getting at is like the classic lords are not in these decks yeah i am i am i'm very disappointed by the lack of lord of atlantis i was really looking forward to that getting the new frame treatment uh possibly some new art and a much needed reprint for modern i take some solace in the singleton marrow regery and the master of the pearl trident but I just don't think those were as needed as Lord of Atlantis is. Also missing is Spreading Seas, which hasn't been printed since Zendikar. Mm-hmm. Uh, some would argue it's in need of a reprint. Uh, it's, I mean, it's sitting about 250 right now, but it's, it's still one of those cards that a lot of shops have trouble holding on to. Yes. Because people just, <laughs> people just pick these up and never let them go. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't think Spreading Seas is as necessary as it was a few months ago. Um, well, was that a few months ago? Was that a year ago? I don't even know. I mean, realistically... <laughs> during during Eldrazi Winter? Yeah. That was, that was a while ago now, but... Um, boy, at the time, we could have used every, every Spreading Seas you could have found. Like, mm-hmm. everybody needed to be packing eight Spreading Seas. Uh, <laughs> like... And they did eight spreading seas and or four spreading seas and four seas claim. Now it's, yeah, it's, it's, a missed opportunity, but at the same time, I mean, what are they going to put it on? Blighted Gorge. Well, I mean, give, just giving giving your Merfolk Island Walk is still good. You still oh, have yeah. Master of the Pearl Trident in the deck, so yeah. I mean that that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, that would have been a neat trick. So Spreading Seas does still have value, but it in terms of the, the dual deck itself, the Goblin deck is not playing any lands that you want to Spreading Seas. I mean, maybe if they had put Volokut in the Goblin deck, it could have been interesting. But as it stands, the Merfolk deck has four Aquatex Will, which for the product is better than Spreading Seas. You're still drawing a card, but it's only one mana. It still makes it an island permanently so that your Merfolk can island walk. And in terms of gameplay for the dual decks, it doesn't shut the Goblin deck off of their mana, which is a very frustrating thing, uh, as people who aren't Tom and don't play Blood Moon uh, would know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I, I got wrecked by Blood Moon a couple nights ago. It was was less than fun. Yeah, I ended up playing against uh, the Ponza deck in Modern. That was... Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What was that? That was a turn... I want to say a turn three uh, acid moss on my uh, breeding pool, and I had two uh, blighted agents in hand, and mm. yeah, that was 
or no, I had two opt in hand and I had no way to cast them because I had just played a uh, bladed agent. And so I was stuck on one land for the rest of the game Ouch. until they blew that one up too. So, huh. yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I don't know. These decks look fun. Yeah, I, they do I, look... I'm willing to give it a shot. Yeah, they actually look tremendously fun to play, which is uh, probably the most important thing. Mm-hmm. But I probably. I do like that the Goblin deck got three Ghostfire and a Brittle Effigy so that they can work around the protection from red cards. They can work around enchantments, which normally a red deck would have a lot of trouble with. I, I'm a little disappointed with with how similar the Goblin deck feels to the original Goblin deck from Goblins vs. Elves. Even though the, the card selection is fairly dramatically different, uh, it tends towards a lot of the same cards that do a lot of the same things. Which, I guess it's a goblin deck, what do I expect? But it does have War and Instigator, which is great for casual goblin players. And only one goblin grenade, which is very, very nice for the other person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goblin Diplomats is always fun to see, too. Yeah. I, I love that card. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there's actually a lot of fun interactions between the two lists. And it's, you know, it's it's a case where I'm like we're coming up on this release anyway. Like the these lists should have been coming out pretty soon. The fact that the the French wizard site accidentally posted it ahead of time. I don't think they even pushed the schedule ahead that far. Like it's supposed to come out in less than four weeks. So, all right, moving on. Uh, we have a slight spoiler. It sounds like IDW, the former printers of the Magic the Gathering comic, are looking at reprinting more Magic the Gathering comics next year. Uh, During a live stream with some of the producers, the question was asked, and it was the last question allowed during the live stream, will IDW be printing any more Magic the Gathering comics? And the response was, no comment, keep your eyes open during 2018, but that's all I can say right now. Please. Much comment. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, first of all, I'd like to point out that that is, yeah, a very, that's a lot of commentary for something that is supposedly not a comment, Uh, but I I want to believe. I really enjoyed the comics that came out before, and they ended on a cliffhanger that was supposed to, like, be resolved somewhere, you know, it it ended alongside the Theros storyline. The last comic we saw had Dak Faden heading into the underworld to find someone we don't know who. And the suspicion was that it was Elspeth, that he was going to somehow help get Elspeth out of the underworld, or maybe he was looking for Daxos, or, you know, it's it was unclear enough that I really wanted to find out what was going to happen next, uh, and also I really want to see a zombie Elspeth, but... It just evaporated. It stopped. And I just, I want it to come back. I'm fearful that when it comes back, because I'm fairly confident that it's a when and not an if, it likely won't pick up the story where they left off. They'll they'll start a new story uh, for a new comic series. And I am gearing myself up for that disappointment. I, I really want to <laughs> finish the old story. But I am preparing myself for what I think is an inevitability that they won't finish that story. I'm really excited for new promos. Oh, yeah, those were fun. Mm-hmm. Mr. Mm-hmm. Forderess over here. He. 
They're so pretty. I'll be all <laughs> set if they unban High Tide and Legacy. Where is is High Tide banned in Legacy? Uh, high Tide is legal. Oh, oh, and Popper. It's just kind of if they unban it in Popper, yeah. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> down. Or make it available in Popper, I should say, because it is currently not a common on MTGO. But one day. One day. One day. Let's see how more. much those duresses are going for. Probably still like $25, especially since they're standard legal again. Uh, they are 40 bucks on Star City right now. <laughs> Holy cow. Doggy. Near mint $40. Played, they are 35 So, so hot tip. I don't, I don't know. It's probably, <laughs> it's probably harder to do now than it was a couple years ago. But when, when the duresses were $25, I managed to pick up a sealed copy of the comic for $14 and it comes with the promo. So I probably have two or three of that particular issue, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's absolutely worth it. If you can track down the comic sealed, you have to be very careful because there are plenty of people who are selling it like new, but it doesn't include the promo. Um, but yeah, if you want those promos, dig around. You might you might get a good deal. All right, moving on. Uh, we do have a little bit of informa more information about uh, Magic the Gathering Arena. There was a nice little image posted uh, from mtgarenapro.com. And it shows us what all the little symbols we were talking about last week mean. These are the little symbols that show up in the corner of the cards as they are on the field. They, uh, they represent what abilities the cards have on them. For instance, double strike, first strike, menace, raid, trample, etc. So this image shows not only those symbols, some of which are shared from... Uh, symbols we saw in Future Sight, for instance, the creature symbol, or what was the creature symbol, is now the Enrage symbol. The Lightning Bolt, which was used for instance, is the Activated Ability symbol. And a bunch of new symbols for Reach, Hexproof, Menace, Double Strike, Trample, Raid, and Triggered Abilities. It also shows the difference between Summoning Sickness and Flying Cards. Me, personally, I don't... I don't know if that animation is enough for me to tell me that something's flying. Like, if I'm looking on a smaller screen, like, if I were playing on my phone, I'd have a hard time saying or seeing if that was a flying card. Yeah, you know? that's, um, I don't know. It, it looks, to me, it looks distinct enough that probably it won't be an issue. I wish that there was a card on either side of it so you could really compare how it's going to look on the field next to its next to other cards, um, but it is it's noteworthy that duels of the planeswalkers or magic duels uh, had the same effect, but then they also had an icon with wings on it that looked very very similar to the Mardu clan symbol, um, and I think that's the sort of thing that if this proves to be confusing for people. They can probably patch in that symbol pretty easily. Like it's like it's already a an asset that they have available because they've used it in their other uh, other games. But uh, as for the other symbols, I I like that they are distinct. Um, I looking at them, I don't think that I'm likely to confuse any of them with each other. 
uh, exception being maybe double strike and hex proof if I'm looking at a small screen. Uh, I could see where those icons are just a little bit busy, but by and large they seem clear and unique uh, and exactly what I would need for playing this type of game. Yeah, I think uh, my opinion of these symbols is like, it's confusing at first, like if you showed me the, these symbols without labeling them next to it, I would have no idea what they meant, but like, having played enough magic, I realize the fact that I recognize cards by their art. Not specifically their artwork, but how the artwork looks. I just remember what kind of effects are attached to the card because of that. So, like, if I were to play this game enough, I would eventually kind of just hash out what these symbols mean and I, th I feel like probably after a dozen games I would have like most of these symbols just down and I wouldn't even notice that they were there I would just recognize that that's what ability the cards get and, and like you said we we already as players recognize the cards based on their art and the art we discussed before is very well preserved uh, in the design, like it's basically all you see is the art. Uh, so having these as just little shorthand reminders for stuff that we've already done a lot of the legwork for memorizing, I think we'll get along just fine. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And finally, in the news this week, uh, Channel Fireball has responded to the controversy that has to deal with their judge waivers for the coming year. Just to give you a recap, Channel Fireball is handling all the GPs next year, and there was a form sent out to judges, prospective judges, that had some very odd legal, uh, legally binding stuff on them. Like, for instance, you had to get insurance, liability insurance, correct me if I'm mm -hmm. wrong. It was uh, some form of liability insurance, and you had to have had it for three years in order to be a judge. And there was a bunch of other weird stuff on there that caused a bit of an outroar within the judge community. Uh, Ray, would you like to handle their response and what is coming about with all of this? Yeah. Uh, their response was, I, th I think, above and beyond expectations partly because expectations are often cynical, but the main concerns raised were requiring judges to have liability insurance, requiring judges to sign a sort of NDA, a non-disclosure agreement. And there's a, not even, not non-disclosure per se, but uh, there was a provision in there that said, if you're a contractor for Channel Fireball events, you cannot discourage people who are clients of Channel Fireball events from using Channel Fireball events as their service. So like if you're if you're a judge, you can't call up Wizards or Hasbro and be like, hey, I think you guys should actually use someone else for your GPs. Um which was oddly presented at best. And then furthermore the the structure of the document was odd in that it made references to Belgian law which has baffled a lot of people. And so Channel Fireball said fairly immediately in corporate term, in, you know, as far as corporations responding to criticism, uh, they popped up on the Reddit, said, Reddit thread and said, hey, we hear your complaints. We're going to look into it. We'll let you know in a week. And then 
a week passed, and they came came out and said, okay, so we're going to cover all the liability insurance. We're going to trust that our exceptional service is going to be all that's needed to keep people from telling people not to use us. Like so, so they they removed both of those concerns, and then they clarified and grounded the document in California law instead of Belgian. So, you know, I expected them to maybe address two out of three concerns tops, and they actually addressed three out of three. They put a good spin on it. They were very clear in their communication, and after after that initial spook of the of the controversy at first. Uh, I think it helped reassure a lot of people that Channel uh, Channel Fireball events managing all the two, the 2018 GPs will maybe not be a bad thing. <laughs> well, all right then. Uh, half left now. What you said? All right then. I said half left now. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh, Just oh, Ray. Dad joking. Well, that brings us to the end of the news this week. So that brings us to. Our question of the week. Uh, We had no responses from last week. So our question of the week this week is not which card do you think will be unbanned, but which card would you like to see unbanned in which format? Ooh. Ooh. Spiced it up. Yeah, I'm going to spice it up a little bit because I actually have an answer for this that I don't think anybody is going to like. So. All right. Let me let me put on my thinking cap. Uh, Steve, do you got something? Um, hmm. Part of me wants to say that they should unban uh, Emrakul, the promised end, in standard, <laughs> but then I quickly realized that that wouldn't do anything. So, um, come back to me. Okay. Well, speaking of standard, I think uh, Smuggler's Copter can actually maybe see an unban. And here's why. Smuggler's Copter was bad in the standard format it was because the removal was so lacking. Specifically, instant speed removal was so lacking that it was such a hard thing to deal with. It fit in pretty much every deck because the the card filtering was just so good and it was so easy to crew. With Lightning Strike and a Braid... And all the other instant speed removal we now have, I almost wonder if Smuggler's Copter, even though it's incredibly powerful, wouldn't be safe-ish in the format. I, I think it. I think Standard would be able to handle Smuggler's Copter at this point. That's what I'm getting at. I could see that, actually. I disagree. Okay. No, <laughs> I, I figured you would, and yeah, that's why I was waiting I, for you to answer. I just, I feel like, uh, well, I do see an argument that, like, now that a braid is in the format well sort of a braid doesn't actually see a whole lot of play these days but with things like lightning strike and fatal push uh and i mean even harness lightning takes care of it so uh, like all in all it it's not like there are no answers to the card it's more that it's the type of card that every deck has to play okay no, like I, I, I get that, and I definitely understand that it's, it was banned for a reason, right? But it just, even with Fatal Push's printing, it seemed like they knew it was going to be powerful, and that Fatal Push, they were hoping Fatal Push would put it in its place, but it was banned before that even happened. So right, yeah, yeah, I, 
Yeah. I don't it, know. It, it, like it, it's <laughs> it's hypothetical. That's that's what this question is. So yep. do you either of you have an answer yet? It's tough. I, I wanted to try and come up with an interesting take for Commander. The unfortunate thing is that most of the things that are banned in Commander are banned for very good reasons. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you look at stuff like Channel in a format where you have 40 life, and you go, oh, okay, yeah, that should be banned. Uh, Fast Bond, again, in a format where you have 40 life, okay, yeah, that should be banned. Crystal Brand, yeah. I really want to say Caracas because I want to play with Caracas and Commander. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pull Steve's Mind Sculptor card. I want to play with it. <laughs> But there are some decks that are just not going to have access to answers to land. I mean, I you could argue that everyone should be able to play Ghost Quarter and, and answers like that. But for many decks, it's very difficult to search up non-basic lands and get the Ghost Quarter when they need it so they can play their commander without it being bounced. So I, I can't even stand by it. Like, I can't even say that and then be like, yeah, that's actually a really good idea. Um, so I don't know, I'll go with Recurring Nightmare. Unban Recurring Nightmare in Commander. It's three mana enchantment, sacrifice a creature and return the enchantment to your hand to return a creature from your graveyard to the battlefield at sorcery speed. I don't think that that's the most broken... Uh, recursion available in commander maybe i'm wrong i'm prepared to be wrong but i don't know i'd like to try it out it's been on the ban list for a very long time as i recall so i'd be interested in seeing if the cards that have come out since that that banning have made it less of a problem for the format as a whole okay steve all right i i got one uh so, let's see. Reflector Mage. Wait, no. Um, There's only three cards banned in Standard now. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm actually gonna go with unbanning Felidar Guardian, but uh, since the Sahili Cat combo is way too good. Uh, we can't have that in the format anymore. We also need to ban Sahili. And the reason for that is I feel like Felidar Guardian had a whole lot of potential to be very good in the format, but it wasn't like in a pressing kind of card. It just, it had, it's the type of card that has a ton of utility and really just breaks the way we play magic but not in like a way that's gonna break the format i don't think i don't know i i just i would be curious to see how standard would evolve with felidar guardian in the format without sahili i think uh my prediction would be that token decks would become very good uh because you can felidar guardian your regal caracals with your anointer priest out and just get a whole lot of life-linking cats. <laughs> right. Uh, which would probably be fun. It, yeah, and if you think about it, you could also be blinking things like Torrential Gear Hulk, or you can blink your Planeswalkers to activate them again, or, mm -hmm. I don't know, blink a Rogue Refiner to draw a card again. 
things yeah. like that. Okay. It, like, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, so you're sticking with it, though? Yeah, I'm sticking with that one. You don't want to unban Ooh. Aetherworks Marvel? You could, you could also... <laughs> I was thinking about joking about that. <laughs> but, but, like, you could also just play a deck that blinks a bunch of gear hulks. So, like, Verderous gear hulk is sweet. The black gear hulk is sweet. Oh, yeah. The white one, not so much, but, like, the other ones. Yeah. Yeah, Feldar Guardian could do a lot of really interesting things in the format. Um, Mm -hmm. And maybe that won't be too good, but... I mean, when you say you could blink a Torrential Gear Hulk, I start thinking, well, maybe that is too good, but we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then, like, you can even... uh, If you're playing against the Scarab God, you can blink... A token that they made with the Scarab God and True. kill it. Or uh, no, it's permanent. You control. Oh, that's lame. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Just pooping on your heart here, Steve. I'm sorry. Oh well. You can still blink regal caracals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tribal cats. Let's go. Let's do it. With metallic mimics. Jeez. <laughs> All right, we'd like to know your answer to the question of the week, which again was, what card would you like to see unbanned in any format? Uh, you can email us at themagicalhacks at gmail.com with your answer and put QOTW in the subject line. You can reply to us on our Facebook page or on Twitter, both at The Magical Hacks, where you can find us online as well. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever fine podcasts are downloaded, and you can find Ray... On Twitter, at Suboptimal Plays. And Steven. On Twitter and Facebook, at SJHanley987. And you can find me on Twitter, at TCGhosty. We'll be back next week talking more about the news and whatever else is coming our way. So thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace.